everyone. Welcome back to the MTG Goldfish Podcast, episode 108, your weekly Magic the Gathering podcast covering everything Magic the Gathering related. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, mtggoldfish.com, and more recently, YouTube. So hello, YouTube. Uh, joining me as always, Richard, the owner of MTG Goldfish. How are you, Richard? Hey, Chaz. What's going on? Doing well. Thank you. Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, our resident jank brewer and all-around content creator for Magic the Gathering. What is up, Seth? What's up, guys? Oh, ready to talk some uh, some more magic. Yeah, as always. And Chaz joining you, uh, all-around content creator for Magic the Gathering and focus on the financial aspect of the game as well. On the docket for this week, um, pretty big announcement. It's kind of gaining traction, a lot of controversy. Um, there's an announcement for Modern. Um, when it comes to Worlds, qualifiers, uh, they are not going to be including... Uh, modern in the new structure of, you know, they're going back to the national structure and modern is now being replaced by standard essentially across the board. So we're going to give our, our thoughts and opinions on that. Uh, that will move into uh, Grand Prix Pittsburgh that happened over the weekend. Uh, interesting list or, or interesting event rather. And uh, I think uh, we have some, some good commentary on that. So uh, and that'll wrap things up with uh, Amonkhet. We have some announcements uh, with a full art basic promos uh, to new players and the standard showdown uh, basically being uh, indefinite now. So they're going to have that going forward. And we'll wrap things up with some fish mail. We have a lot of them. So we're going to try to get through everything pretty quickly and get to the uh, a good amount of fish mail. That's some really good questions. So we want to have some time to discuss those. All right, let's just jump right in. What do you think about the uh, modern announcement? We'll start with you, Richard. So is this the death of modern? Everyone's freaking out. This is mirroring what we saw with Legacy. And frankly, I don't really like it. Like, what if you are a competitive magic player, a spike, and the format you like to play is modern, right? You already got kind of screwed with the modern pro tour, but at least you could grind ptqs and stuff and you know wait for that one chance to get that modern ptq and then go try to get on the gravy train but now now modern is just left to the kitchen tables so it's one thing to not have it on camera which is pretty bad in itself because if it's not being advertised it's just going to slowly wither away and die but your feeder events your rptqs ptqs all that stuff no longer has modern as an option so all you can do is just jam standard and jam standard all the time if you want to play competitively. So I think that's weird. I don't like where this is going. It This looks like where Legacy was going, and it seems like Modern's going to fall by the wayside, and we're, we're in for basically draft and standard as the, the two big formats for Magic. Seth, what do you think? Uh, well, in some sense, I think some people are overreacting. It's important to to take the more long-term view here, I think. Like, really, the modern Pro Tour, rightly or wrongly, has been gone for a while, so that's not new. The only real change is this update of going back to Nationals over uh, the WMCQ stuff, a uh, change in the P, uh, TQ structure kind of back to how it used to be. So along with that change, they moved all to standard. So it's not like there's no modern GPs or your local gaming store is going to stop supporting modern. So I've had people saying like, oh, I was going to buy a modern deck. Now I don't know if I'm even going to buy one. And I think that's a little extreme view for the short term. I really think the more troubling thing to me is kind of what Richard was hinting at is 
this looks a lot like what we saw with Legacy over the past five years, where we had events every weekend, then events like some weekends, and then events every once in a while, and now like two events a year. So if that's where Modern is heading, that's really troubling to me. But I think that that's a change I don't expect to see Modern dropping off the GP schedule or off the SCG Tour schedule this year or maybe even next year. But if that's something where that starts to happen over the next two and three years, then we will see Modern start to look a lot more like Legacy, where it's just not a relevant format anymore. Um, so I, I think Mark Rosewater, he he weighed in on this. Uh, you can find it. It was posted on uh, today. Uh, and... He had two different quotes on it, and, and one was basically about, you know, Modern is now a full-fledged format. They don't need, really need to push Modern anymore to gain traction. It's kind of attracting players on their own, and it's it's basically can be <laughs> – it can be compared to, like, Commander. It's there. People like it. It's not a Pro Tour or high-level Tier 1 uh, format, but people enjoy it, and they can play with it. And he also – threw in there that like pros don't really like playing modern at a high level because they don't have a lot of room to brew and they don't really like not bringing like a new deck to the, to the field. And okay. So you could take it for face value. You can overreact and say like modern's dying or going to the wayside. But um, I, I think what we have to, to realize is that magic is kind of shifting and evolving again. And I, I mean, we already saw in the design that they don't, test or design like specifically for for modern like yeah they'll throw some some push modern cards in there or, like or arguably for standard but <laughs> we'll talk about that next week we'll talk about that next week it's a good article um but you know they gotta they gotta prop up what is their best format or in their view their best format i mean it it's obvious that other card games are doing this successfully i mean I know the con- the conversation always veers towards Hearthstone, but I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, their main format is also their version of standard, and there's wild there for people that want to hold on to their their cards and ga- gain some extra value out of it. But I mean, I read through like a 600 comment Reddit thread about that was created like two years ago, and like six months into Wild, like people were pretty much like done with it. They they all wanted to have the their cards and you know, have more longevity for their cards and have more value for their cards. And that's great. They made wild so you could do that, but that doesn't mean that they need to prop it up as like their premier pushed like format. So it's working for Hearthstone. It should, obviously there's growth for magic. So they continually are doing something right. And Hearthstone has 50 million users and growing. So I I don't really see what the over-exaggeration here, they've already practically been doing this. I think that's a bad comparison because when you look at Hearthstone, their old cards are what, two, three years old? The design pretty much mirrors, uh, you know, the, the current design. And what you basically have is another standard with a larger pool, you know, the equivalent of Frontier, right? Like that, that is the equivalent. Whereas when you look at modern, you look at legacy, the cards you see are basically from an older era of design where it's vastly different, and a lot of people want to watch it, right? We used to get that fix with the SCG legacy, you know? Watching people resolve Brainstorm was a thing. 
And, you know, okay, so Legacy is not supported, reserve list, yada, 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 I understand. Okay, here's Modern. Let's watch people get Blood Moon and choked out of the game. Let's get these turn two, turn three kills and watch this different era of magic. Now that's gone. So all you can watch are mid-range creatures bashing into each other. And that's fine, you know, the vast majority of players like that, and we play that. But it would be cool once in a while to see some of the historical aspects of magic. You know, like, people love it when we bring up old decks and deck techs. You know, here's this list from 96. Here's this list from 2000. Here's this list that won Pro Tour XY. And that's what modern is, right? You get to see kind of those cards... So, you know, I, I don't care that Modern itself is gone if it was replaced with Legacy, or if Legacy was replaced with Modern, but we replaced it with basically nothing, right? We have Standard now, so again, you're kind of just erasing the history of Magic, which is, but, I but think, a bad play. Wouldn't you argue that... Play. Oh, I'll let you Go finish. Ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just... Uh, weren't, weren't we just talking about, like, replacing Modern? <laughs> like, what? Not, not even a few months ago? I mean, already replacing modern ready what? for... For Frontier, I mean, so nope. Modern's not even, like, barely five years old. I don't think anyone thinks Frontier is a replacement for Modern. It's just another era of magic. Right, in the same way, does just... Modern replace Legacy? I mean, it does in the sense that there's only so many televised events and, you know, only so many tournaments you can run. But it's, you're, you're slinging different cards, right? You're playing different cards. And I don't think you could mistake yourself if you're playing Legacy that you're playing Modern. Or if you're playing Frontier that you think it's Modern. Right? It's just a different format. So I don't think it necessarily replaces it. It's just something that goes alongside with it. But kind of now, we've, we've kind of just pushed that all off the table, and all you have is draft and standard. Yeah, but, I mean, we were just talking two weeks ago. It, it's just, I'm trying to bring up your your points from a couple of weeks ago when we talked about this, and you even said yourself that, you know, people want to play the new thing. So wouldn't Frontier be the new thing? And, you know, Modern was going to go to the wayside anyway. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. And maybe it just boils down to players don't really know what they want. And they're creating these these unreachable expectations that they want all their cards to have value. They want all this. But no other game does that. Literally no other but game does that. It's not about value. It's about... It's about playing a brainstorm. It's about playing but a choke. But they're not removing modern. You can still play modern. It's, well, it's <laughs> gonna die. Like tell tell me tell me with a straight face that legacy is alive today. There's always that argument that oh yeah, there was this event that fired up my store, but legacy is pretty much dead. Like vintage is dead. There are people that play it, but so you don't think modern would have detrimentally cannibalized modern either? You mean frontier? You think both right? could have existed, or frontier? Sorry, I think it would you cannibalize think they both it. Could have exist, but you, well, then you, that's the same thing. And the thing, the thing you're missing is there, there was no announcement saying, okay, we're getting rid of modern and we're replacing it with frontier. It's just like, we're getting rid of modern. So all you can play is standard because we think that sells us more packs. Like my biggest problem with the whole thing is it just seems like another example of wizards short sightedness. Like they see, oh, the more people we can force to play standard, the more booster boxes will sell because people need standard cards. So if we get rid of modern and we get rid of legacy and every other format, then we're, we kind of like force people to buy more of our product and we make more money. And in theory, that'll work for a little while, but I don't really enjoy playing standard to the same level that I enjoy modern or legacy. And if that's all I have in magic, it's much more likely that I would end up just dropping out of the game altogether, moving on to a different game because they're not supporting the style of magic that I enjoy playing. So why that might increase profits for the next year or two over the long term, I think that's actually going to have the opposite effect of what they're going for if they make magic a one format game. 
But my argument is that they aren't removing anything. You can still play those formats. It's just not the top end of you know the highest level that they want to promote it at. Well, because you can it was it wasn't so that long ago that that we had a disastrous modern pro tour that everybody hated. So we say Frontier is not a real format. Why? Because it's not officially supported by Wizards, right? That that is the only thing that prevents people from saying it's a real or fake format. Like, does Wizards officially support it? And the minute Wizards supports it, it's a real format. While Wizards is not supporting Modern, it's starting to dial it down, right? So is Modern still a real format? That's the question. And I, I disagree with Maro's statement, right? Commander is a totally different beast. It's super casual. It's kitchen table. You don't need to watch the pros to play your favorite cards. Whereas Modern is not this weird brewer's paradise. It's a super spiky format where you're looking for optimal lines and optimal decks and things like that. And by removing kind of the competitive coverage of it and all of the events that funnel into it, you're kind of killing the format because if there's no high-level competition, like, why would I play Modern? Why would I invest $1,000 into a deck if, you know, I can't even watch my favorite pros play it? So I actually do think they're slowly killing Modern by doing that. Now, is that correct or not? That's debatable, right? But I actually do think this is killing it. And maybe they're killing it on purpose and that's what they want to do and that's fine. But I think this is killing it. I I think we'd all be turning a blind eye if we were saying that this is not a bad sign for Modern, that this this somehow makes Modern better. Right, it's clearly making modern worse by doing this. I do, I do get the. I will agree on the point that comparing it to Commander was completely. I, I that's completely false, and you're absolutely right. It, it Commander is going to exist. Obviously, honestly, like even if Magic survives or not, Magic Commander will exist. It's almost like its own beast that will just keep going on. It has no like. It doesn't. It doesn't rely on Magic like at all almost like it yeah it relies on magic to keep making cards but commander can honestly exist on its own you're absolutely right on that front modern needs the exposure but again i I think they're just making a business decision based on what they see is successful and what they see is successful is hearthstone gaining traction over the last you know it's only like five years it's just coming up on five years old itself and has 50 million users and growing Unique users, whatever that, you know, they, you want to use that as, as a metric, but it's growing and it's already surpassed Magic's entire player base. Yeah. I mean, I, I really hope this is not what they're doing. I really hope they're not looking at Hearthstone and saying, look, they don't have modern. We don't need modern. Because if it is, that's like the most misguided attempt to follow Hearthstone, right? We <laughs> all know why Hearthstone is successful. It's because they actually have a digital game that works. You won't find anyone that says Hearthstone mechanics or gameplay is better than Magic, right? We all know it's the digital part, the part you can play on your phone, the fact that it's free to play, etc., etc. So I really hope they're not looking at, like, you know, their metagame and stuff like, oh, yeah, we need more, we we need more Control Warrior or something. Like, I hope they're not doing stuff like that. And I hope, I hope they're really not trying to do that short-term cash grab. Because like Seth said, if you do that, you're going to alienate kind of your long-standing users and those are probably the ones that spend the most they're the most enfranchised the whales all those people if you alienate them they'll just play hearthstone right like why not play this game that's more popular anyway you know if i'm a streamer i might as well stream hearthstone at least i have a an option of making money there so i i really hope wizards really knows what they're doing but all right I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Aren't they, aren't they making those decisions right now? Like, they are, right? I'm just playing devil's advocate here. But I, I'm, again, I'm on the I, – I don't agree with, with just removing formats, but I can – agree. like 
it sucks, but I can see why they do it because it, to me, it just kind of feels like a losing battle. Like you're trying to do all this stuff for modern. And again, maybe it's just the players just creating these impossible expectations where they're making reprints. Even that's not enough. They're, they're trying to prop it up. They did a pro tour. It was a disaster. So like, what do you, and then all of a sudden, like a few months ago, there's like this movement for a new format where it's like, dude, what, we're trying to do this stuff for modern. It's like barely five years old. We have two reprint sets. We tried a pro tour. It failed. Now all of a sudden you want a new format. So it's like, what do you guys really want? We don't know anymore. So that's, might as well I, don't know. I think that's game. separate. I mean, just look, just think from a television schedule, like week after week, no matter how exciting standard is, do you want to see the same standard decks playing against each other? Or would you like to once in a while have some spice, you know, see some legacy, see some vintage, see some modern, hexy commander, I don't care, anything to break the monotony of just like standard tournaments week after week. Yeah, right? I, I and, do. And this, I, this kind gonna, of shifts away from that, right? I agree right? with you. Yeah. There's nothing to televise I, if you don't have any actual high level events, right? But you could still do that without having a pro tour. Maybe I don't agree with them, like I'm removing them from anything but a pro tour. Maybe I, maybe I can concede on that point. But again, I just. Well, now it's only Gampies because the the World Magic Cup got modern, (laughs) got axed, right? Right. I guess GPs are still enough for me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like I said at the the beginning of this conversation, for me, this one specific change doesn't really bother me that much. My worry is it's one in a long line of changes. Like, first the Pro Tour, then the WMCQs, then next year, the year after they release the GP schedule, and there's, like, five modern GPs instead of 15 or 20 or whatever it is, and that that that's the path we're heading down. So that's my concern. As far as the actual WMCQ slash Nationals qualifier, to me, that doesn't really matter a whole lot. Like, as far as whether it's modern or whether it's standard, it's it's just the bigger picture, and it makes me worried about the overall trajectory of modern as a format. And the other thing is, Jazz, I've been hearing legacy players use the exact same argument that you've been using for, like, the past five years, and I've never bought it from them, so it would be a little weird for me if I would all of a sudden start buying it in relation to modern. so No, I get, I get the verbiage is pretty much what we've seen when they were, like, kind of ushering legacy out the door, but, I mean, again, I, I just... I don't know. I think it's just a losing battle for them. Hopefully they can keep it at a GP level. And like Marrow said, that is an event to work towards when you're like bringing your modern deck and brewing in modern or, you know, constructing your modern deck, you bring it to an FNM or what have you, and then you can go to a modern GP. So hopefully if they keep the modern GPs and they don't reduce those, like if they keep at least uh, a portion of the GPs modern, then I think it's still a very healthy format, regardless if it's at a pro tour level. So to Seth's point, I think we're way further down that path than you think. And kind of the the first red flag I saw was Modern Masters 2017. You're telling me you're releasing Modern Masters 2017, you're having a Grand Prix in Vegas, and there's no Modern Masters 2017 Grand Prix? You know, wasn't Triple GP Vegas whatever, like last year, one of the biggest and most hype magic events, and now not a whisper? So to me, that's like them kind of putting modern on the back burner. They are because standard and I'm going to use your words right here, Seth. I mean, standard sucks. It really sucks. I mean, they have to do whatever they can to promote standard right now. Is this going to be indefinite going forward? All we can work with is the information we have right now, but they got to do whatever they can to get people to continue playing standard because that is, again, what 
is driving pack sales and all that stuff. Yeah, they have they have modern masters, which I think still will do pretty well, regardless of a massive, you know, triple GP and you know how successful it was in the past because it was. But man, does standards suck right now, and they got to do whatever they can. And I think they're going to continue to do that until we see where Sam said that they're miraculously just going to start like coming out of this design theory that they have put into place for, I think, maybe the next year. I, I will also say, to your point, Richard, that it's a little worrisome that we're like two weeks, I think, away from Modern Master spoilers, and all the news we've been getting out of Wizards is uh, Standard Showdown, Cat stuff that's happening uh, pretty far after Modern Master. So in the past, we've had a lot of hype for the Modern Master sets, and we're just not getting it this time. Like, it, it is not anywhere near what you'd expect, or what I'd expect for being a month away from release, and like two weeks away from spoilers. So I guess that's another thing, to your point, that it's it's different and it's getting less important. So, so here's a I'm question gonna, for you guys. Yeah, Would you go ahead, go ahead. let's say standard sucks? Let's say there are vehicles and snakes ruining standard for some reason. Is your first instinct to play another format, or is your first instinct to stop playing Magic, like play Hearthstone or you know whatever whatever game you want? Uh. For me, it's definitely to play another format. Like, if I'm not having fun with one format, I go to another format, which is one of the reasons I hope there are still other formats in Magic, because not every standard is going to be awesome, and I want that option for something else if I'm not enjoying standard or whatever the primary format is. Uh, Most of the time, I would play another format, but I have taken, like, breaks when standard... I do like standard the best, and it's just maybe because they've always kind of pushed standard, even when I was a young player, that standard was really always the kind of go-to format that was always at the top competitive level. So maybe I just kind of have that affinity, but um, normally I would just like play commander anyway, but I mean, I have taken breaks from, you know, uh, magic in its entirety, even modern when standard is just not, you know, not really fun because... I do kind of agree on that front that like modern can get kind of just that to that point where it's like, all right, I, I bring like uh, maybe a suboptimal modern list or just some like kind of cool deck that I want to play in modern. You can't really do that. You're going to get destroyed. Like standard, you can maybe you have some options, like even the Grixis improvised list. Like, yeah, it didn't do well at the, the pro tour, but you could play a deck like that. Can you play a deck like that in modern? Yeah, I guess you could, but. Your, your likelihood of winning dra- drastically decreases. I don't know. I think it's the same. I mean, you play more turns in standard, but you're probably going to lose anyway. <laughs> but uh. the reason I bring that up is I, I kind of fall back on modern and legacy when I get bored of standard. And the good thing is I don't even need to update my deck or do anything. Like, the deck is still theoretically legal. So I, I worry that when we remove all these formats, uh, when you're bored of standard... You have nothing left to play, so you play Hearthstone, and then you never come back. Because, you know, why Why switch games, right? So that's, yeah, I, that's the big worry about kind of the short-sightedness. Like, sure, you sell packs now, but, but what happens, you know, after those packs are bought, and then you get bored, and you switch games? Well, let me, uh, let me kind of ask a counter question to you, then. You, you like playing Legacy. Are you expecting any to go anywhere with Legacy, or are you just like playing Legacy because you like playing Legacy? No, I like playing Legacy, but thing. I can't play Legacy because it's basically dead, <laughs> right? Like, All right, okay. It's A, there's no local place to play, right? B, 
all of the new Moto features aren't being ported over, you know, is there is there a vintage league? No, right? Like, you know, so these effects do come down, right? And, you know, do I even want to play Legacy? Not as much as when I could watch people playing Legacy every week on, on the game or on, uh, on TV, on Star City. So in that sense, to me, Legacy is dead. Yeah, it exists. I still have my Legacy deck and at pre-release and stuff, I might bust it out and play some Legacy matches to kill time, but it's effectively dead. And I really hope Modern doesn't get to that point. You know, I want a vibrant community where stuff is still happening. And, you know, I don't want it to be this weird niche market, which is what Legacy is. I want, you know, your average Magic player to know what Legacy is, which we don't have anymore. But currently, you know, your average person might actually know Modern. and might actually know what a Modern deck looks like and how to play Modern. And I think it's going to move more to niche. And then soon you're on, like, these high-profile Facebook groups and... You know, that's all. That's the only place you can find a match, right? <laughs> like, I hope it doesn't well, get there. I, guess... I hope it really doesn't get there. I hope it's still a format that random Joshmo who plays Magic will know about. Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of discussions about this in the past, and and obviously we can just continue to keep talking about it for hours upon end. But I, I don't know. I just my my opinion has kind of changed overall when I just kind of look at what is in front of me and what has happened over the last few years, and more recently, it's like. And almost just, again, to me, it just looks like a losing battle. And to me, I think they're just making the decision, which isn't really unprecedented. It happens in other games where they're making a decision for the top 1% of the, the player base, which is the pros, uh, where they don't, unless they're being disingenuous, they are being told that they like playing standard. So why not just keep pushing standard? I don't, I, I don't know if that's exactly true. I think the, there are a lot of pros that really like modern. Uh, I think that that the context of that, as far as I understand, was specifically about having a pro tour in modern. And I think then it is probably true that pros don't like it. But I think there are a lot of pros that actually really enjoy modern as a format and a lot and would be really disappointed to see it not exist. I think they just don't want pro tours in modern. Uh, many of the pros. I, I mean, they should just add like four rounds of modern to the pro tour. It's a 16 round tournament, right? You get to sell even more cards, right? Because the cards that show up in modern decks, you get some pros to play modern. They bring more decks. There's more stuff to talk about. Like, I don't understand why we need eight rounds of limited or six rounds of limited and, uh, what is it? 10 rounds of standard? Yeah. So make a couple of rounds for modern. Like, why, why not? Right. I don't and like it. The, the pros don't need to brew anyway, right? They can just bring whatever deck they want. They don't, there's not much prep time. And it's just another chance to showcase a different style of magic on magic's so, greatest stage, right? If you, if you've been keeping up with the frontier conversation, one of the things, uh, anti frontier people like to say is this is just a, way for stores to sell these cards that don't have any demand and a really jaded way to look at these changes and look at modern is uh, that's essentially what wizards did with modern like create this format put some master sets sell them out like crazy uh now that the hype is sort of dying down with the modern master sets uh just stop supporting it like you you got they got what they wanted out of it the ability to sell modern masters and uh and cash out a bunch of these cards that otherwise wouldn't have really had much value and now it's time to move on to another way to make more money i got news for you seth almond is an entire set of cards they made to sell and make money 
<laughs> literally all conspiracy theory. I, I read this up. <laughs> the whole company exists to make money. Can you believe that? <laughs> uh, I, I, <laughs> and, and if and if you're gonna use that argument, then they had no reason to print Eternal Masters either. So because if no one really cares about Legacy, they had no business, you know, printing Eternal Masters. Although they said it's for Cube and stuff like that. So, but you could do any. You could do, you have any set do that. I know that their goal is to make money, but it almost seems like it was was all planned out ahead of time. Like, push this hard for a couple of years, get people to put all their money into it. It won't last forever, and then we can just dump it and push them into standard. Like, it, it, do you think it was planned out ahead of time? Was that Wizards, was that the outset? Like, we can do this for a couple years, make as much as we can, and then uh, just leave all the people, because it kind of feels like you're leaving all the people that bought into the hype and bought into the tournaments you were selling, like, you're kind of leaving them hanging if you stop supporting it all of a sudden, or is that not not true from your perspective? I don't know. I think they, I mean, it, I think they wanted a new format so they could sell cards and have stuff you know, have have things for players to do. But I don't think they, they had this plan where they were just going to dump it and, you know, leave everyone hang out to dry. I think they, they looked at it and they're like, well, a lot of people are playing this. It's not making us as much money as standard. So we'll just focus on standard and let those people do whatever they're doing. That's how I saw it, yeah. that they're just, they're just going to pour all their resources into standard. There, I mean, there's a retention period for this kind of stuff, right? I, again, you just, I, I'm again, I'm not like trying to bring this up because it's just, it could be anything, any format X. So right now it's Frontier. Maybe five years it'll be another format. And I'm, you know, so on and so forth. But, I mean, look look at the retention period. People are already, like, kind of over it. I don't yeah. think that's true. That's not true. Wizards might be over it, but I don't no, think it's it's, it's, it's legitimately a thing. No, <laughs> it's – you can see from other games that they create – you know, people – have this outcry to have you know more value out of their cards they want they want to play something other than just the one format that is propped up because at one time Hearthstone was one format you know that you give them the, you give it to the players it's there but really at the end of the day they just go right back to the what's what's propped up anyway well the thing is magic is a collectible card game and you need the illusion of value and the the value comes from the fact that you can play with your cards after it rotates from standard Right. That's, that's why the reserve list was a thing and vintage is always a thing and legacy is a thing. And, you know, whenever there's a new standard card, you're like, Oh, is it modern playable? Therefore it's valuable hold and it'll be more expensive, et cetera, et cetera. So, so if you remove modern, there is nothing to fall back on and you kind of lose this illusion of value and you're gonna, you know, your, your packs will sell less, your cards will be worth less in standard. So it behooves them to kind of keep these older formats around to entice players to believe that their cards are worth something. So even if modern doesn't directly make the money, it indirectly makes the money, which I'm sure they know, but you know, like, but just look at any card that's modern playable in standard right now, right? Like the value is highly inflated. You have to look at it like just any other game. I mean, as we get older, it's a game. Like they have, and we talked about this. Maybe you have to realize that this is just, it's a game, just like any other game that does it. I mean, it's not like League of Legends has other ways to play outside the regular, you know, uh, the regular, uh, I guess, whatever game mode. You have like ARAM and stuff like that, but you don't see that at LCS. I mean, it's the same thing. I don't understand I, why people I are think, so surprised that like, this is happening. Uh, well, I mean, you I, know it too, Richard. Yeah. I mean, seriously, though, like, I think the thing that's different is this is how Magic has been. Like, Magic yeah. is a game of multiple supported formats. These other games, 
that's not how they have been or were designed to be. So with Magic players, it feels like they're taking stuff away from us, when in other games, that might not be the case. Yeah, if it never but, existed, no one would care. But if you give it to someone, right, take it that's back. that's a good point. <laughs> then there's suddenly an outrage. But right? again, then we're just kind of just running in this wheel where everyone just expects all this stuff. It doesn't really happen. And then meanwhile, you I mean, it's pretty... You can't say that they look at other games that are so successful and you're like, man, like, you know, people are buying $20 skins and they're never going to have, like, other than just playing the game, which you can use those skins in other game modes. But, I mean, you're never getting that back. Well, but the difference is Magic, since its inception, has propositioned itself as collectible and valuable. Starting right from the reserve list, right? There's an expectation that your cards are worth something. And that's kind of you know, been ingrained in Magic players, and you can't remove it at this point. I get it. You know, but like we say, oh, Magic from... is an expensive hobby. But like, oh, don't worry, you can sell right. your cards back. It's not that expensive. And everyone's taught that. And you look at Black Lotus, you're like, oh, this card's worth so much money. And it's kind of ingrained in you at this point. So you can't really take that back. It's kind of part of the game at this point. Yeah. You know, unlike I, Yu-Gi-Oh! I, I or something, where they just reprint cards into the ground <laughs> and no one cares because that's, you know, that's standard quo. Right. right? Well, I mean, I, I got to tell you, I, I still go to a lot of card stores, you know, all, you know, from Connecticut, New York, even down here in Florida. People still fill out for Yu-Gi-Oh! So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Because so. it's the expectation, but, right? Like, there's right, an expectation so I guess of I get getting it. money that's back from Hearthstone. Yeah, that's a good right? point. The problem is, is that that was nice when the game was just starting out and it was like an early game in the 1990s yep. where it was like a couple hundred thousand people. But it, I don't think that mod that model works anymore when the game has now grown to 20 million people. You know, I, I, I don't know. But you're right. You're absolutely right. It's an expectation that was kind of pushed on to people, and it's hard to get that, you know, out of people that it's just a game like anything else at the end of the day. Well, but, I mean, the thing is, in Wizards, from what you're saying, they want it both ways. Like, they want people to play insane amounts of money compared to any other game for their cards but they but then you're also saying they want it to be just like another game you can't have it both ways you can't sell uh packs for four dollars if the cards are going to be worthless and it's just going to be another game where value isn't a consideration like yeah Wizard I get model of making money is based on being able to sell things for way more money based on this perception that it has value even though it's really just a worthless piece of cardboard you know yeah at the end like, of the day you can still do that but and and again, these formats aren't going away, so you can still do that. But again, it's like the players want it both ways too. They want to have all these cards, have all the value, and you know, just kind of in and out whenever they want. And it's not like that in any other game that has ever like or any other me platform. People want their cake existed. and to eat it too. What? Yeah, well, that's what they want. I, I didn't ex- fully expect to to sell back my Super Nintendo to anybody or any of my games. Well, actually, would have if I waited like fifteen years, it would have been great, but I didn't. So. You know, <laughs> yeah, you'd make a ton of money today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I just waited the 15 years, I'm like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like people are paying $60 for a game these days and then paying an additional like $25 for a season pass. Like, come on. And they don't get any of that back. Well, let's move on to, to a more fun yeah. topic. Standard. Yeah, let's do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, snakes on a vehicle. Snakes on a Aether Sphere Harvester. Oh boy! Remember, we're like, well, okay, that was the Pro Tour. Don't worry about it, because we'll see what the reaction is after the Pro Tour. 
exactly the reaction, same the reaction is happened. just jam more black green just go full on black green have all these little different flavors of black green and it's actually it's it actually worked out the way seth uh when you had that uh by the numbers uh article for pro tour i think it was aether revolt or shadows over innistrad or something like that and like blue white just ended up being like everywhere uh, after the Pro Tour. So it's kind of like Black Green lost the Pro Tour, but now they figured out it's like pretty much the best deck. So they, let's just keep jamming Black Green in any format that we, or in any way that we can. So here's the depressing thing for me about GP Pittsburgh. Let's look at the numbers real quick. They published the top 32 lists. 100% were Green Black Mardu Vehicles or Copycat Combo, and uh, about 53% were Green Black. Another 28 were Vehicles, and just under 20 were Copycat. So the thing that really scares me is based on this tournament and also the Pro Tour to some extent, it just looks like there's not room for anything else to compete with these decks like we didn't even see usually like there's at least one or two people that played something different and were able to kind of fight in the meta but it seems to not be the case with this tournament yeah i mean didn't you uh, i mean last week we talked about this didn't you want to see a couple gps like kind of unfold before we make a definitive because i mean someone went pretty deep with like a black mono black uh vampires list so i mean i i think there's still room but i am starting to kind of lean towards Man, I don't know what's better than just playing like Winding Constrictor and, you know, Glintley Siphoner and all these like awesome cards, like Rishkar and stuff. So while I'm cool with it because I, I love the deck, but I can see where it's like it's leaning to, towards that direction. So is, does this matter? So every other game in existence doesn't change, you know, every season or, or every week, right? Like football yeah, more right. or less has the same rules. You know, basketball, chess, checkers, whatever. It's the same game, and people play it nonstop forever, and people watch it. So is it bad that it's just Black Green versus Mardu versus Jeskai? I mean, it's three decks, right? I mean, that's kind of the thing we, we uh, wanted. I don't know. I I, I think... I think it's a yes and no. I don't think it's necessarily bad for the game itself, but this is coinciding with Wizards really trying to push the the Twitch broadcast and be like this esports broadcaster type thing. And I can tell you from, at least in my own personal experience, it's just not appealing for me to watch. I really enjoy watching Magic tournaments and... Uh, this past weekend, on the back of last weekend, that was the Pro Tour was essentially these same matchups. Green Black versus Mardu Vehicles, throw in a copycat deck every once in a while, over and over and over again. I, it didn't really hold my interest. Like I, I found myself uh, turning on Netflix and doing other things over watching the tournament, which is which isn't like me in most cases, if the format's even somewhat interesting to me. So I think that's the bigger problem, is I'm not sure that having this over and over and over again makes good enough Twitch broadcasts to really have Wizards achieve their goal of pushing towards a spectator sport and an eSport. Yeah. Um, I don't, Richard, you, you, you and I kind of watch a little bit more like outside the broader sense of Magic when it comes to other eSports like MOBAs and stuff like that. But I think you're absolutely right in bringing up the point, like, does it, does it matter? Because at some points there's like seasons in, in League of Legends. And yeah, there's like bug fixes, which I guess you can kind of loosely compared to new sets because we have Amiket almost like coming around the corner but 
for a while, I mean, it's like you said, it's like these trends that last a long time, and yet like five hundred thousand people will still watch the stream, you know, or like two hundred fifty thousand people will still watch the stream. So again, like we have this kind of, we do have three decks. It is kind of diverse. Like it kind <laughs> of will shift back and forth, but. I mean, when you watch these large Hearthstone tournaments, I know at least for quite a long time there, people will groan and moan like, oh, there's like this control warrior list. It's like all over the place. But again, like 150,000 people will watch the stream. And I mean, in Hearthstone, though, and you're right, I'm sure you guys watch this more than I do. But from the Hearthstone tournaments I've watched, aren't you required to bring multiple different decks? So you are always seeing different decks. Like, isn't that how the tournaments work? Yeah, but it'll be like basically the same thing that you've been seeing. Like, they'll just bring these decks that everyone knows about, and yeah, they can switch off from these decks, but again, it's just everything everyone knows about. I don't know. I I mean, mm, it just seems a little weird to be casting out standard when, you know, there are a few different decks. Again, it's still kind of in flux, and I get it doesn't sound very good where it's like, oh, we only have three decks. Isn't that awesome? Like, but... Essentially, that does happen in other games where it's like you see, you keep seeing like you'll see like big Dota matches or big league matches. Well, you were you will see almost the same characters or champions or, you know, for people that do know the terminology there, basically in every single match or the same characters banned in every single match. So it's almost like you're just watching because you like, you know. You like the game, but you're yeah. still seeing the same stuff every match. I mean, there's a couple things different. Like, there's storylines, there's underdog teams, and stuff you want to watch for. You know, everyone loves to hate on the Patriots, right? You may not know anything about football, but you hate Bill Belichick and Tom Brady for some reason, right? And we don't have those same storylines in Magic. And those storylines come from the decks themselves. You know, in a field of Mardu vehicles, this this one clue token deck is somehow making it through, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, no, you're when, right. You're when right. you don't have that, you know, you have, oh, okay, uh, here's Ryan Hare. Uh, never heard of him. It's hard because to be a good player in Magic, your win rate's only like 65% and it's too inconsistent to consistently put up top results. So you have no storylines and the decks are the storylines. And aside from that, it's just boring to watch. Like, if you don't know what's going on, you just see a bunch of dudes at a table you know, maybe someone's in a Wolverine costume, but you're just you're just at the table like tapping cards, right? <laughs> at least with Hearthstone, there's explosions. With League of Legends, like you can see someone dying, someone getting headshotted in a FPS. Uh, you know, football people are just getting smashed in the face. So there's stuff to watch. Whereas with Magic, you know, if you're not actively taking ideas to go to F and M, there's really nothing to watch. Right, you know, you're trying to figure out whether you should block or not block here. You know, very few people are that spiky and and watch that level of play. So they're just trying to get ideas for F and M. They want to see cool decks. They want to see cool storylines. And Magic doesn't really offer that. So when the meta is stale, I think it's actually quite boring to watch because there's nothing to watch. Like even yeah. the Pro Tour top eight. Like at that point, we're like, okay, Mardu vehicles mirror, right? This is like the 18th game in a row I've seen. You, you, you're kind of dialed out, even though it's the the highest level of magic play at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, to bolster your argument, you can you can use even just the pro tour. Like the very first round, there was the improvised list, and everyone was going crazy, and then we never saw like a deck like that for the rest of the tournament. So it was like we got all hyped, and then it's like, where did those decks go? You know, <laughs> I but. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I still I'm not I'm not expecting any of these standard I guess uh, formats to be like you know stuff that I'm kind of used to. So maybe it doesn't affect me as much because it's like you know 
we we talk about this on the podcast that we want like a couple of decks, like three or four decks, which is actually pretty good. And then we get that, and it's like we're already bored of it. But I mean, I'm not expecting this stuff to be like these formats to be like Ravnica, where it's like you could play like f- six or seven decks, like Owling Mine or Glare of Subdual or something like that. All these different awesome archetypes. I mean, I, I just don't think that's going to happen anymore. I, I think what I said, if I did say I wanted three or four decks, that was meaning because that would be better than having one or two <laughs> decks like it was a few months ago. Not because that's okay. the maximum allowed. <laughs> but, <laughs> Fair I mean, enough. I, mean, I should say, though, on a personal level, I still really enjoy Standard. I'm not enjoying watching the Twitch t- Twitch coverage. I'm not really enjoying the high-end tournament level. But I'm still having a ton of fun, like, brewing and just playing the format. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on that's apparently, like, F&M good and, like, kind of semi-competitive casual good, but not quite good enough to consistently beat the big decks in the format. So I still think it's a fun format. It's just the tournament scene is not very fun But But there you have it. I mean, what you're talking about is, like, 95% of you know, magic players, as long as they're having fun on that level, like, yeah, the top 5%, like GPs and pro tours and that stuff may be a little stale, but I mean, you, you've had success making some pretty cool deck lists, uh, uh, even on your, your video uh, series. But again, that's, again, you can, you can draw uh, parallels to other, to other games where it's like, okay, League of Legends at the top end, they're playing like only these characters, but I still want to jam like Urgot mid or something like that. So, that's let that's me, what that's fun for me. Let me let me ask you guys this. Um, we have a BNR update in four weeks, I believe. Are you yes, three weeks? Expecting I think expecting anything to change, or are you still waiting to see another tournament or two? Yes, yes. I think I would like to see another tournament, but I was actually going to pose it to you because I, I do have a couple cards in mind that that I would not be surprised go. Well, what's on what's on your list, Jazz? Um, there was an article, a very compelling uh, – actually, it was Patrick Chapin on uh, Top Level Podcast, and he and Mike Flores actually had a pretty compelling uh, argument to say Scrap Keep Scrounder. And that might – I would not be surprised if that's on there. As as crazy as that may sound, um, I would not be surprised if that's on there. Hmm. I would not have – that would yeah. not have been the card I would have expected. Yeah, it's it, – they again, if you're out there, you should you should listen to their, their talk, but uh, – they made a really good argument uh, uh, for it being banned uh, because it's just it's just a, like a cornerstone creature that it has so many applications and it's actually what makes Mardu vehicles really good because it just has that three toughness and it could keep recurring and it's it's just got a lot of things going on for an undercosted creature. It just synergizes well with way too many things. What do you think, Richard? So I think they will ban something. Not that they need to, but. Because we already have the narrative of, oh, standard sucks, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then, oh, look, look at the top eight. It's all green, black, etc. All that stuff. So they will do something. I don't know what they would ban. I don't know that it's going to help. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they banned the scrounger. Okay, I agree that it was one of the most played cards at the Pro Tour. But you still have green, black, unscathed. You still have copycat, unscathed. So you're going to have to hit multiple cards, or you're going to have to... I don't know, hit mana bases or something. I don't, I don't know what it is. You need someone who knows what they're doing. I don't think one card is enough to, to shake it up. You're, you're right. But, um, man, would it be weird to see, like, uh, what was a hissing quagmire band? Like, 
<laughs> what about like Spire of Industry that? or whatever? Like some that, some of these Ether hubs, yeah. like, these, these things but, that enable then, you to play. Ether hub would be interesting too. But so, again, like, how do you ban like Winding Constrictor? How about you just <laughs> bring it... back the stipulation that you need six cards from every set? Ooh, what? That, I wonder if these decks already naturally hit that. Did they though? naturally they no, might, yeah. not block I would have to set. Research. <laughs> and they can't be um, from the sideboard. <laughs> ooh, that would. I think a couple of the green black was already hit that requirement, don't they? Maybe. Well, not they tracker. They have tracker. They have uh, Mindrag Demon. They that have be... Flyer. They have yeah. They have like a card from every set. That would be something. The problem is all of these cards are so good that you cannot play anything <laughs> suboptimal. So like if you put the restriction in that you play suboptimal cards, then then you have proof, right? Then you can play other yeah. suboptimal cards. But right now you have like everything gets outclassed by, you know, a Sylvan Advocate, a Winding Restrictor, Virtus Gearhawk. Like you can't play anything else. Kinda like Emrakul, right? Emrakul outclassed every late game bomb. So just remove it. And then you can play any other late game bomb you want. So they, they got to somehow get, get rid of the good cards and maybe just restricting the number of cards per set. <laughs> okay, guys, we figured it out. For for Amonkhet, the ban list, no one can play rares or mythics. <laughs> you just can't play them. We made them too good. You have to wait a year. They're just way too good. Our design you know, theory was super flawed um, until we start printing and we listen to Seth and print like, Rest in pieces and Tormod's crypts, like in a year or so, you can't play rares of it. That's it. I, I, <laughs> I do think that there could be bannings. I think we'll know for sure as a couple more tournaments go by. It'll kind of, if it keeps looking like it does now, it's likely, but you never know. Maybe something crazy will change. But based on the last banning, I really think that we're likely to see multiple bannings again yeah, like if yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what we're seeing like pick a card out of copycat like felidaire sovereign pick a card out of green black pick a card out of vehicles and try to hit everything and bring all the big three decks back to the field almost exactly like they did with the last bannings with emerical copter and reflector mage gotcha. how about prince well- Stony silence prince <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that's not even like coming up though everything is locked in we're not it's even going to see that. No, just how about this? Instead of a B and R, you just randomly make cards available in standard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Stoly Silence is now standard legal until oh my. That would be. Uh. All right. So real quick before we go on, because we, we, we need to move on. There's just a lot of fish mail. Um, real quick. In, the, in that um, respect, then three cards, just like the last band list. Go. Like, what would you choose? Uh, Constrictor. Felidaire Sovereign and Heart of Kieran. Okay, Richard. Uh, Scrounger, Constrictor, and Gideon. I maybe should have picked that actually. <laughs> Gideon, yeah, Gideon's I'm, a good one. Yeah, I'm going Scrounger. Man, yeah, Gideon is a good one. Uh, but I can't ban the strict Constrictor, man. Uh, <laughs> Grim Flare. I'll pick Grim Flare just to like, knock one the of card those. One of those. It can't be Constrictor. It the can't be Constrictor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a pick red flare. Like, yeah, scrounger, flare, and uh, yeah, Gideon. Then I yeah, then maybe copycat's too good. I'll just throw Felidar Guardian in there. I'll pick more cards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. So last thing before fish mail, just real quick, uh, the the full art basic promos um for Amonkhet, and then you know standard showdown being thrown in there. Real quick, what do you guys think? Well, this is what Wizards really wanted us to talk about, but instead we devoted an hour <laughs> to trashing Standard and Modern. But uh, 
they really wanted us to talk about uh, the new offering. So the standard showdown's coming back. You're going to be able to uh, win win the standard showdown booster. Uh, they changed it so it can happen on Sunday and Saturday now. So it's not just a Saturday thing. That's not exciting. Uh, there's a magic open house now where you get free welcome decks, which you should get for free anyway. And then uh, premium full art foil lands for interacting, quote unquote, on digital, whatever that means. But that means Amonkhet full art lands at these magic open houses for new players. Bringing back Standard Showdown, I think, is fine. Like, I think people like that event. I think making it a little more flexible is good. So I don't have any problem with that. And I think the full art lands will be popular. The problem is, and we were talking about this before the cast, is that's something that, like, spiky, collectory in franchise players care about, not new players. So you're kind of, like incentivizing these uh, the wrong people to go to these new player events in an effort to get these special full art promo lands that is an interesting i mean i could just tell i can just say from my own experience it, it would be when if i was a younger player or a new player like getting handed a four basically <laughs> i mean while they are cool and and i would like them now i'm i'm cool with it and i'm excited for it. it's like Where's my Aetherwind Basker like promo? Yeah, sweet, like, you want a thing. Yeah. Land. yeah, where's my Herald of Anguish? <laughs> anyway, I don't want these. I don't want these lands. I get one in every pack. <laughs> it, it, it should have been uh, the the Planeswalkers, alternate Ooh. art, Ajani or Tezzeret. Yeah. Uh, even I was thinking the Planeswalker deck, Planeswalkers, but even the real ones, <laughs> the standard ones, so not even seeing play. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> those ones, but that would get a new player interested. I agree with you that getting an island, the best card in Magic, is uh, not going to mean anything to a new player where they're like, but I just got one for free, you know, off this table of, of draft leftovers. Why do I want another <laughs> one? Yeah. But again, I mean, I'm cool with it. I, I think it's good that they have all these incentives to go play standard. Obviously, they're just handing things out <laughs> left and right for you to play standard. Uh, but yeah. They, they, I don't agree with these. I don't know how good the standard showdown was, but I think they should just full blown bring back the old rewards. Like go to eight F and M's, get a lightning bolt. The the magic player rewards. Yeah, I think I I really missed that. I I was really really upset that they got rid of that and they yeah, never because now it. you show up to one standard showdown. Yeah, right. And then you yeah. don't come back. Right. Whereas if you get rewards for going to eight F and M's, twelve F and M's, thirty F and M's, you're gonna be like. Yeah. Uh, I should go to FNM this week because I gotta hit my goal of fifty, so I get this uh, cryptic <laughs> command. And unlike FNM promos, I can't think of one that was actually really bad, and especially the full art like foils, like Damnation and Cryptic Command. Like those were on point. Yeah, and these, really these lands idea. are actually perfect. So you don't have to worry about devaluing the market. Like if you print yeah. a bunch of lightning bolts, that might have consequence, but a, a bunch of islands, like no one cares, right? So we, like give right. away all the full art foils. It's super you safe. Want, You're right. right? And oh, I, I think the standard showdown was really successful. I think like opening it up and getting an additional chance or a higher percentage chance to get like a masterpiece or something like that, I think is pretty good incentive. But yeah, man, I miss the player rewards program a lot. I don't know why, but the full art land thing has me coming around to the idea that we're getting Zendikar fetch lands in Amonkhet. I, I'm going to call it now. That's my prediction for Amonkhet. We're getting Zendikar fetch lands. Panic button. Standard sucks. <laughs> get, get the fetches. Get the fetches now. Panic. <laughs> oh if that's if that's what we have to look forward to in Amonkhet, I'm going to be very disappointed. 
Yes, four lands. This is this has gone beyond my expectations of the set. <laughs> Forget everything else. Oh, I'm actually really forward looking forward to Amiket, and I've like I have this weird inclination or like this weird feeling that it will be one of my favorite two set blocks. So I really just hope that I'm not just left utterly disappointed. It's going to depend on how good or bad Nicol Bolas is. Yes. <laughs> a, it's yes. going to be Evercool and banned immediately. <laughs> or yes. B, it's going to it, be this like piece of garbage plays walk you don't even want to put in your commander deck. Oh, it's it's the story card. So <laughs> we're gonna push. It's going to be like Jace pushed, I think. it's gonna. We've seen them struggle with the story cards, so I'm expecting it to be really good. That's yeah. like the cardinal sin at Wizards Design right now is to have a story card and have it not see play. So if they're gonna if they're gonna miss, they're gonna miss on the two good side. I expect with Nicole Bolas. All, All right, right. Fish, mail. fish mail. We got a lot of them. So if you have your questions you want us to answer, send them to at MTG Goldfish on Twitter with the hashtag MTG Fishmail, and we'll answer them on cast. First question from MTG Watercliff: PPTQs in my area are seeing a drop in attendance, making prizing dismal. Do you believe Wizards should interject, or it's up to the tournament organizer? Well, good news. (laughs) 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 Problem solved. Yeah. They can't have a drop in attendance if they don't (laughs) exist. (laughs) Uh, Seriously, though, there's been a ton of complaints because apparently those are charging like 75 bucks for the That is... On top of like an eighty dollar GP, then seventy five for a PTQ. So, uh, so we'll see how that turns out. But people are yeah, not too is... happy about the pricing of the new PTQ system. I don't blame them. That is crazy. Yeah, and I think Wizards has to do something because the tournament organizers can do whatever they want. But you know, if they find it more profitable not to run a tournament, you know, if the price is too high and then they don't want to charge it high, so they just don't run it. Then Wizards doesn't get anyone playing these events. So at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Wizards has to do something about it. Uh, they need to incentivize the tournament organizers to lower the price or to do something by giving them reward packs or promos or whatever. Uh, next question from at Andrew Cowell. With less modern events and standard slash modern bands, Factor Fiction, Commander is the only reasonable way to spend money on Magic. I, I'm going to say fiction, although I think it is true that if you buy into a fun casual format that you know you can play forever, that's definitely a very safe way to spend your money. But I don't think it's the only reasonable way to spend money. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Seth there. It's, it, it, Commander definitely is the best bang for your buck when it comes to using basically any card that you want. But I don't think it's the only way to play Magic, at least you know profitably. Yeah, I'm just going to echo Chaz's earlier statement that I think we need to stop thinking of magic as a valuable, kind of like a investment vehicle. That it's a game now, and Wizards is clearly moving this direction. Play whatever you like. Uh, you know, tomorrow they may just reprint all the commander cards into the ground, and you know your value may disintegrate. So I would just play what you like and just assume it's a sunk cost because I I don't think the the old era of everything will hold value. Uh, is still here. I think that's gone. I agree. Well said, Richard. Next question. Eric Judd, 111. Any suggestions when you're feeling burnt out on magic? How do you get excited about magic again? Uh... Well, usually for me, I I more get burnt out with a format, and we were kind of talking about this earlier, so I I 
stop playing standard and play some limited or play a janky against the odds style deck in modern or play something that I just really enjoy playing. So I think it depends on, on the reason and the format that you're getting burnt out on, but maybe it's just me. Cause I really love playing magic. So I usually just play in a different way and that satisfies me. Yeah. I think Seth pretty much nailed it. Although, I mean, it's not wrong to take a break from magic as, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, I have, not really like taking a break where I don't follow magic, but just not playing sometimes, at least even just for a little while, can really just kind of ramp up again in terms of your interest. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, find a new commander, find something else. I mean, I, again, I've, I've learned that commander is a really good fallback on when it comes to magic, especially playing with like people that you know and getting them involved. I'm going to go with the stop playing magic altogether. Uh, go outside, <laughs> read a book, do something else. Uh, you'll, you'll come back to magic. If, if you have a big collection, you know, you're addicted to the cardboard crack, you'll come back. But I wouldn't find ways just to play magic just for the sake of it. If you don't yeah. enjoy it, just do something else. And then something will get you to come back in the future. Also, probably don't sell your collection. I mean, give it like six months at least or a year. And if you like a bunch of time goes by and you're not coming back and you've moved on, then sell it. But if you just like impulsively sell because you're taking a break, you're going to likely end up regretting that. I've heard that story from so many people. Yeah. And if if you are even leaning towards that from the get go, at least leave yourself some options when you do come back. Like have a deck for X format you know, or a couple of different formats, at least so when you come back, you're, you're able to still play. And then maybe you like the fact that you, you're, you're kind of reacquiring stuff, although it would be pretty pricey. Yeah, I regret selling my collection in like 1998 <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> All those Force of Wills and LEDs. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> uh, next no one uses these uncommons. <laughs> oh, LED was so bad back then. You like Ooh. proxied on it. <laughs> oh my God. At Clasp 2. Do you expect vehicle power levels to be lowered in the future sets? Like, what happened to equipment? I just don't expect if, vehicles yeah, to show if, up often. They would but have yes. to be... Yeah, we'd have to see them again to know, but uh, I, it's still... The jury's out on even if they will be, like, an evergreen thing that we'll see again. Yeah, I think vehicles are one and done. I'd be surprised if they came back, and if they come back, they won't be so pushed. I don't think you're going to get Hardy Kiran or Smuggler's Copter again. Next question from at PP Crotty regarding moto changes. How come you never mention duels? Is it better for new players? What do you think about it? Personally, I don't really like it. I tried it. It's just very limited and it didn't really keep my interest as far as like brewing and all that stuff. It just, that's not what it's for. It's great, I think, for teaching new players like the basics. But as someone who already knows magic and is kind of enfranchised in the game, it's definitely not for me or other people like that. Yeah, definitely. It It is good for newer players, but as a seasoned player, you're not really going to extract a lot of value out of that. It, it, just because it's like, you already know it, it's not really there for people like you, and there's not nothing really to build towards, I don't feel like. Yeah, I don't, in my mind, I don't even consider it magic. It's different enough that I lump it with Puzzle Quest. It like has elements of magic, but it's different okay, enough that yeah, I don't yeah. consider it, so it never really crosses my mind. Uh, maybe if they change it in the future to be kind of more in line with magic it could be a thing but the the rules are different and the card set is different so it, it's sufficiently different from magic uh in my opinion next question from chemi wizard perfect fixing rex standard first battlelands and fetches now hub spire wilds plus fast and creature lands i don't think our fixing right now is like 
significantly better than a typical standard format, is it? Maybe Etherhub, I guess, is pushing it over the Ether top. Etherhub and Spire, like that's that's kind of and Fastlands. Yeah, and Fastlands. I mean, the, and Creature Lands. I mean, that's he's right. I mean. You know, this person's right. It, it's a lot of. I options. mean, it is, but it doesn't matter because we're in the the vehicle slash artifact standard. We don't have crazy like five color decks, like black, green, Mardu, Jeskai. So it it looks bad, but it's not really a warping standard. Like it wasn't the Ravnica. Everyone's playing five color something standard. I don't know. I, I think the everything being all the good cards being artifacts is is more of a, an issue than the the mana base this time around. Yeah, I guess we'll continue to see as we go forward. But I don't know. You just you just throwing that pacification array and your spires online. Yeah, I mean, I guess Mardu vehicles is technically a four color deck when people yeah, are splashing yeah. for blue counter spells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just ban hub and spire. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> Next question from Mean Mean Pork. Since people are talking about Cheerios so much, important question: What is your favorite breakfast cereal? Uh, Arms. I'm gonna go Frosted Flakes. I think. Well, I have too many good ones. Maybe Fruit Loops or Frosted Flakes. Those are some pretty good yeah. ones. Mine's like if you're gonna have like the the super bad cereal, go the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I I I eat oat bran. No, what, what, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. Oat brand? What is that? Pur- the purple one? The the oh the raisin brand. brand. Raisin brand. Raisin oh, brands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can talk about cereal. I eat. I don't even know the name of them. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly. I just eat cornflakes, just straight up. No, no frosted oh, flakes. Oh my. Oh. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> uh, I just eat the ones full of sugar. Oh, count chocula. Ooh, yeah. That's that's yeah, a good selection. That's, a, that's too. a pretty good one. Uh, we we should have like a cereal showdown. We should make more decks based on cereal. Maybe we can get sponsorship. Maybe. Yeah. Kellogg. <laughs> it's like this deck, Cheerios, is brought to you. <laughs> Kellogg's. All right. Uh, at random Keho, saw an ad for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duels links on YouTube. Have any of you played it? And what are your thoughts? Uh, have not have played no it. Idea. Have no thoughts. I have no idea what that is. I should check it out <laughs> because it's this was bigger than Magic, even though it's been out for a month, according to that article, which means it's really? made at least twenty million, right? <laughs> you are the you are the pioneer when it comes to games, Richard. So if you, I will. We will for just real. I'm playing a WWE game when I get the chance. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh... <laughs> it depends you. if they have the old wrestlers from when I was a kid. Can I play as uh, like Kurt Angle in the Big Show? No, oh, that's too new, Chaz. We're talking what? about Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Ultimate Warrior here. Oh, like Ric Flair. Ric Flair, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, at Mahi Boat, do you think Wizards emulating Hearthstone will be good or a disservice to Magic? That's a mm, yeah. That's, a that's like a answer. That's a two-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> In some ways, uh, good. In some ways, it would be yeah. a disaster. So it depends. It depends on the specifics of the emulation. We we don't want games with no instance, but we would like a client built. <laughs> I'll settle for like 2010. <laughs> you know, I'll settle for like seven years in the past. Like let's let's move out of the 90s, please. Yeah, please. Let's not take my gaming rig and bring it to like a complete halt because it takes like 10 gigs of RAM for some reason. <laughs> 
and you can't even put on you like have to check off the foils things like that's like yeah, I, that actually like, should be like in the FAQ at like this point. It's one thing to look like it's from '95, but it should run on like a Pentium, you know, Pentium One. <laughs> if it looks like that, you know, it shouldn't yeah, take four yeah. cores. Oh my goodness! Uh, at the Mike Arnold. Dark Intimations forecast Amonkhet to be three colors. Are we definitely getting Zendikar Fetchlands? Last three color block had him. Well, I mean, no definites of anything, but I'm yeah. leaning towards it being a possibility now, when I, before I wasn't. Just based on the full art basics? Uh... I don't know. It just makes sense to me. Full art basics. They talked about not wanting to have them in the same standard as uh, the the battle for Zendikar duels. And technically, Amonkhet would have been rotation. So if they were like planning it out to have fetches enter as they were leaving, this would have been the set. Even though they changed rotation now, so it doesn't work. But so I don't know. Just all those things make me think it's a possibility, but definitely not a guarantee. Oh man, yeah, I, think, I can't I think, think it's they're in thing. there. No, it has to I be. Don't think standard is so bad. I know, but they didn't realize standard was going to be this bad when it was made. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Wait, they didn't realize. It. I, I, I have to think they didn't want like six months of fetch lands and battle for battle lands again. But there wouldn't have been when they were making it. Is what makes me think oh, it's possible because this was supposed right. to be rotation. Oh so my! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But how does this Talk play into modern play dying? Anymore? Why do you need Zendikar fetches if modern is dying? If Zendikar fetches are in it, then we're gonna be have, we're gonna be talking a lot more negative things about standard for the next <laughs> so until until uh, Battle for Zendikar rotates in October. My goodness, I, I think I think it will. I think they need to do it soon. I think they don't like it, but they might as well just my, get it over with my, and then clear the right, path in my, the future. Yeah, my gut feeling is October. Where like all this nonsense is gone, maybe they like somehow pushed it back to October, even though they didn't realize that they would need to be like redacting the the uh, rotation schedule. So I'm just I'm just hoping it's it's October, if anything, if at all. I don't really like fetches, to be honest with you. You don't like shuffling it's, your deck? <laughs> no, not like 500 times. So, so everyone on Reddit can observe if you're putting a card on top while you're doing it? Yeah. It, oh, my. I just, I don't like, I never liked them even from Onslaught. It was just like so, too much breakage in the game. I, I never really liked them, to be honest with you. But, you know, everyone wants them, so whatever. Next question, our last question from Ethan Aronson. You said you wanted to see more sponsors. When will we see a pro team MTG Goldfish? Ooh. This was a this was a question on Twitter actually. Yeah. Uh what is what is the point of sponsoring a team? <laughs> that is oh. my question. There's no incentive right now. Rough. There's there's no incentive. Yeah, hey, like I said the offer's still on the table. You could me and Seth will uh will be the team goldfish with uh, our limited resources and and testing. But how we'll how just, are you going to uh, make it on camera? <laughs> Well, Seth will make it round one Stature. for playing yeah, a terrible I got, deck. I got round one locked down. Maybe if we always bring terrible decks, we will make it onto camera. Just just bring a Wolverine costume. You got this. <laughs> you got this. All right, I will. I will be the guy that that. Uh, that maybe that. Up. Maybe he was sponsored by Marvel. Who knows? Hey, but seriously, I I, I don't know. <laughs> we. It's interesting to see where this team thing goes. But, yeah. They, Running a team I, is a lot of hard work, man. I don't know if I want to. It do is. Mm. I think they miss a golden opportunity to like zoom in on the guy, the the person wearing the Wolverine costume, and just one time, just saying like, "Hey, bub, 
I think it was an <laughs> opportunity that was missed. <sighs> Got to go the full full way if you're going to do it. All, all right. right. That's uh, a lot great of fish questions. Mail. Yeah, that was a lot of fish mail, but at least we ended on a positive note yet again. Love the questions. They're really great. Last minute things out the door. Monitor is not dead, people, but might be uh, getting put out to pasture very slow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Chaz. <laughs> So you're you're on this boat now. You're, <laughs> hey man, I just you got to move with the with the current. You know they we're we're moving towards magic being an actual game. I know it sucks, but I'm going with modern is in the ambulance right now, and there's a good <laughs> chance. Hopefully, if stuff is done right, modern will pull through and be revived to its former glory. But uh, in a state of peril right now, in the ambulance, going to the, the <laughs> it's a code doctor. red. <laughs> yeah, code red. <laughs> All right, uh, great cast, gentlemen. Uh, Everyone else, we will see you next week. Uh, This is going to be the MTG Goldfish crew signing out. We will see you all next time.